I'm going to call this meeting to order August 16, 2023 at 6 p.m. Uh, we pledge of allegiance. Salute. Pledge. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Okay. Roll call. Commissioner Ehorn? Here. Commissioner Myers? Here. Commissioner Valencia? Vice Chair Burt? Here. Chair Bobadilla? Present. Okay, do we have any changes to our agenda? There are no changes uh, this evening to the agenda, no. Okay. Public comment, uh, consent calendar forum. All matters on the consent calendar are considered routine or approved by one motion, no, unless Commission members or the city planner first request that a matter be removed for separate discussion and action. Individuals wishing to address the commission concerning consent calendar items or regarding matters that are not already on the agenda are invited to make oral comments of up to three minutes at this time. Please address your comments to the chairman and commission members and not to staff and or the audience. By state law, the commission is not permitted to undertake any action or discussion on any item not appearing on the posted agenda. If you have any documentation you would like to pursue to the commission, please mail it to the city planner at 201 North Lassa Street, Willis, California, 95988, or email it to kmantelli at So, Do we have anybody? You can um, maybe go to the podium, the podium there. there. Or you can stay right here. Yeah. You can stay right here, probably. Hello, so I introduce myself yeah. this way. Okay. Yeah. I'm Ned. I'm so excited to be here um, to join this lovely community. My family and I are opening up a second location, Ready to Eat, in uh, Willows, since uh, we feel so welcoming whenever we come into town. We'll be serving bar bites, Asian fusion cuisine, beer, wine, and mocktail with boba option. We're opening around September and hoping you guys are welcoming to the fresh idea of style cuisine and theme color of our brand, which are red, black, and white. We'll be applying for permits for the building color of those theme color. Um, my hope is to keep downtown a new, modern, fresh look, um, which will invite a lot of other businesses to want to open in downtown, invite more people from surrounding town to bring downtown back to life again. You may know this as, um, it's been talked about as the noodle bar, but this they've, it's Red 88? Red 88, yeah, bar and kitchen. I think they, she came in this afternoon, yeah. and she wanted to put a face to the name um, to send uh, the commission, let them know that they were getting closer to uh, opening, so. Wonderful. That's Are awesome. you gonna have about the same 
same menu you have in Gallon Davis? Yes, with more, actually eventually we will be expanding more menu here since I have bigger kitchen here. Ah. And my background is culinary, so I love being so able to. So we can go on the web, kind of see what you've got going down there. Yeah. 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 There you go. Well, thank you very much. Well, thank you, thank you for being so welcome to Thank you, um, Chair and Commissioners. The item before you this evening is a design review. This is a piece of property that uh, the Commission did hear about in December of 2022, and it is located off of Humboldt. Uh, property is zoned highway commercial, and motels and hotels are a permitted use in that district. Um, at the time that the, this project was taken to the Commission in December, there was a discussion by the architect that they were going to increase the room size from 82 to 94. Um, with that, the commission uh, said they wanted to see the new plan and be able to um, give their comment and be able to go through the approval because it changed the size of the hotel, uh, not just the rooms. <coughs> uh, the 82 room was going to be um, 48,898 square feet, but as I say, they changed it to 94 rooms which then increased the size to like a little over 53,863 square foot uh, building. So that'll be a three-story, uh, 94-room Hampton Inn. Uh, we'll have an indoor pool and spa, a fitness center, and boardroom. There will be uh, five handicapped accessible rooms in the hotel. And so the new site plan that was submitted uh, does show the increase in the number of rooms also increase not only the footage of the building, but also the parking spaces. This um, Hampton Inn will sit on a newly created lot, which was a result of a lot line adjustment, and it carved out, uh, readjusted four parcels and prepared a area, uh, a little over 2.5 acres for the Hampton Inn, which will be just sitting north of the existing Casa Romos right now. So those are the, the nits, nuts and bolts of what the project where it's going to be located at. They have uh, submitted uh, along with this application the materials, the exterior color of the three-story building is kind of multi-colored in the shades of uh, off-white grays and a cobalt blue with an aluminum composite brown color wood grain paneling. And there will be um, some cultured stone throughout um, in several locations as an accent. Uh, this new building, there, what was there was a one-story uh, building uh, years ago, and it was a 100-room hotel. However, uh, this future development you know, will enhance that area and will be able to uh, fit in with the character of the neighborhood. There are some two-story buildings in the area, so this three-story building isn't um, too out of character for that area. 
there will be uh, sufficient ingress egress there are going to be uh, not only five different ways to get into and out of this lot two will be located off of Humboldt and then additionally because there will be future development on other lots there are two driveways to the north and one to the south so those uh, will be how the any patrons will be able to get in and out they are proposing uh, like 99 parking spaces that is uh, a few more than what the code does require and those uh, parking spaces but they don't include that they are going to also have to the very west some RV and truck parking for large type of vehicles that uh, would come to the hotel. Compact parking is allowed uh, under our code if, uh, for uh, three or more parking spaces so they have put uh, one-third of the spaces to be smaller in size and there are approximately 31 compact spaces that are shown on the plans and um, there's going to be, um, as I said, six different, uh, six uh, parking spaces for the larger RV truck parking space. They will also have handicap parking, which is required. And there will be four handicap parking <coughs> spaces. Uh, those are all located on the north side of the lot, uh, north of the building. And there are um, proposed also, which is required by the code to have a couple of off uh, loading street loading facilities for their service uh, types of materials and things. So those are shown on the plan as well, so that complies with what the code says. And also they will have an enclosed trash bin area that's gonna be located in the north uh, western side of the parcel and uh, be an enclosed trash bin area. Uh, additionally, there is going to be proposed a six foot high rock, uh, black iron fence um, that's gonna be around the perimeter of the hotel with a three foot high fencing uh, at those driveways that I just mentioned on the north and south side. So there will be um, an enclosed area for the hotel. There will also be roof uh, top mechanical equipment and the building has a mansard wall on top that will screen that uh, HVAC equipment uh, which has resulted in a little bit higher building. Um, there, will, there will be on-site um, pole and, and lighting so that'll be sufficient to be able to light the area up and but they will have to supply, uh, supply a photometric lighting plan uh, when they submit building plans for engineering review to make sure that the doesn't glare onto adjacent properties or onto the streets. The utilities are available along Humboldt, but um, any new utility hookups will be required to be placed underground. They've uh, supplied a, um, a landscaping plan and um, the code or the conditions require that a final landscaping plan be submitted for the city review and that would be with the building plans. They will propose signage for this hotel. However, uh, no sign package was submitted at the time of the submittal. So at a later <coughs> date, they will submit a sign package to advertise the hotel uh, in compliance with the comprehensive sign law that will uh, be required prior to any installation. The second portion of this project is a use permit and they, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, they are going to um, have HVAC equipment that is going to be located on the roof and that would um, kick it above the re uh, allowed height of 35 feet. So this, um, but the use permit is allowed in this zoning uh, district for additional height. The, therefore, like the final height will be just a little under 38 feet 
and uh, this use permit is uh, in order to allow for that additional building height which uh, the applicant has applied for. Um, the fire department was contacted as a result of that but has no concerns with this height regarding uh, the ability to address a fire should that occur there. And as part of the agency, the review, um, I sent this to the FAA and Caltrans Office of Aviation. Their statements were that the site appears to be in an overflight zone uh, according to their land use guidelines, um, but it does allow uh, hotels uh, outside of the contours of that. They say they do not have any concerns though related to the airspace protection. So uh, FAA has, has uh, signed off on that. In concert with a requirement for use permit, there are findings. Those are included within the resolution that is attached to the staff report here. And uh, staff did uh, look at this project as a, under the CEQA guidelines, and determined that it is exempt from uh, CEQA further review uh, per 15302, which is class two replacement or reconstruction. Uh, in essence, they are replacing a hotel for a hotel on this site. In accordance with um, the requirements of a use permit, a public hearing was noticed in the paper 10 days prior. Uh, property owners within uh, 300 feet were sent notices. At the time of preparation of this report, there were no uh, verbal or public comments. However, I did receive a written comment, and this was from someone who was in the 300-foot area. And they contacted me with uh, some information that they have. They've had property in this area and they discussed about uh, the possibility of flooding on this piece of property. I uh, uh, sent these comments to our city engineer who is also the floodplain manager and he has stated that the property is not in a mapped flood area um, but stating that the requirements of the project uh, that they must, must uh, submit drainage plans and calculations which is part of the conditions associated with this project and when they do develop it, and he will be able to uh, keep these comments and take those in consideration when the plan checking starts. So that was uh, the public comment that I was received after the, this report went out to, um, for distribution. Um, additionally, I did have email conversation or email discussion questions posed to me uh, by Commissioner Myers on the proposed color scheme and some landscaping questions and or suggestions. So I um, just wanted to um, put that out for the record as well. I did uh, send those comments and questions to the applicant. He could not be here this evening um, as he lives out of town, so he wasn't able to be here. And um, his statements were really is that uh, these are a, a Hilton Grand um, color scheme. Uh, it's really of not a, probably of his choice, but. Um, that um, is pretty much uh, a corporate type of color scheme that they have for their for their project and for Hilton uh, brand. So I just wanted to make that uh, the commission aware of um, contacting the applicant is regarding these comments. So with that, I have um, given you all the information that I can uh, on my staff report. If you have any questions of me, I'd be more than happy to answer them. Otherwise, uh, you can open it up to the public um, for uh, comments. Quick question here. So, on the height, they went from 82 to 94. What did something change in the height from the previous? I'm sorry. The on the height, it's, it went from it went to 82 to 94 rooms. Yes. So 
how did the height change if we're just making it? Uh, that was that was no that was actually uh, not really caught uh, the last time, and I did discuss this with the architect. Knew they were going to come back, so we said we would wrap this all into this um, this hearing as well. That we would capture that because at the time it um, wasn't something that uh, I found out and looked at real closer until got to talking with the architect the night of the meeting. So that's why we're incorporating the use permit in this time around. And is is it because of the on the, roof. the HVAC and then the mansard wall that, that goes around. So it's not actually a full uh, additional almost it's just four. Like to hide the yes, the, that wall hides and screens the uh, HVAC equipment up there. Okay. So that results in um, a higher, uh, the final height to the building. Karen, is this strictly uh, the conditional use permit? Has the was the design review? Was that pretty much a final thing in December, or do we no. are we able to make comments? No, we're rehearing um, the design review. So I've just uh, used, as you will note, that it has a 22 number. I use that as a, because this is just opening back up his his design review because <coughs> none of the colors have changed. The only thing that's really has changed is the building size, the parking lot, and the a number, the layout. I believe he probably. With uh, the last one, there was there were more parking, larger RV parking spaces along the western side. So some aspects of the site plan changed as well. So it is design review again. It is design review and and use permit. Yes. Okay. Um, so does this um, does this extend the two year design review um, approval date that the applicant asked for in the beginning. It, will it start from today then? It'll start from today. Yes. Okay. Yeah. His, his so what was uh, approved at the December level is now kind of washed, and then we'll start with a design review uh, time frame from this point forward. At the time when this came in December, he had not really expressed that he wanted to have a two-year. But now that we're wrapping a use permit and a design review, he wants to have both of those approvals be on a two-year schedule. Okay. Um, condition 52, I have listened to the previous meeting in December, um, and, and with that was um, Saturday work with the manager's approval. I just wanted to add that, or has that changed? Uh, sometimes, uh, I, I didn't incorporate that. I took these, I discussed these with the city engineer. Uh, there are times when they will uh, start their de de development and then they'll all of a sudden look at where they're at with development and can come into the city and be able to get city manager approval should that be the case at that time. Okay, I but didn't see that <coughs> stated on that right. condition. Right, so I asked him about that, so I, he felt that let's leave it as it is at Monday through Friday, and then if development starts to look like they would like to get additional approval, that can be done through the city manager. That's been done in the past for some projects. And then I was looking to see um, what color the windows were, and I, I couldn't find that or didn't know where to, where to find that, uh, whether those are in a bronze or the color silver or what color those are. Well, in the color scheme that was provided uh, for the staff, um, I, and I saw that you did incorporate that into one of your uh, comments here, um, what I can, and I know you said you'd like to request to see uh, 
uh, a palette or a few palettes reflecting the bronze windows with earth tone colors uh, coordinated to the stone. What I am not uh, certain of, and I, as I said, I did forward this to the applicant. He did not uh, address that specifically in his uh, response back to me. So I feel at this point that um, it's, it's something I can include in a, uh, when an approval letter goes out, that this is the request or the desire of the commission, if all the commission feels this way, to uh, ask for earth tone colors or a bronze windows uh, with earth tone colors. Um, that's, you know, barring the fact that I didn't get any specific response to that, even though I sent in your comments, I can't speak to, and no one's here to speak on behalf of the project. I can't um, and I say you know that. in no way want to affect this project um, no I think we want to see yes, this project we, yes we do yes we do but I, I, I do have one more comment and it I'm just gonna read this in in 2018 Hilton launched a redesign of Hampton Inn brand hotels with a new efficient design creating a very contemporary architecture which we don't see a lot of in our area after viewing several images of the new design, it was apparent that of the many color schemes, some had a tendency to make the hotel look institutional, while others brought a warmer, welcoming appearance. I would like to request a couple of other paint scheme options or options of applying the paint schemes that they have. I noticed when the darker colors were used around the um, the wood grained product it 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 looked warmer than that being because the wood grain product is very orange in color and so when you're applying a very staunch gray next to that the um, the darker paint color that they picked looked warmer against that color um, I would urge everybody to look at the, the the Hampton Inn that was built in Chico and it, it just it's in light tones and it looks very institutional um, I think we want something that's a little bit warmer and the colors that they have may work they may just be need to apply differently is what I'm thinking so it's colors are my thing so um, I just want to bring that out. So maybe we can talk about that later or something. Well, um, as I say, the colors that uh, are shown within this, this came from their architect. The, this, this, these renderings went to Hilton before they came to back to the city here. Mm -hmm. So uh, what, has, what has been provided for the city and what the applicant is proposing uh, is is what is being shown on these plans. Right. And as I say, barring having um, no, no uh, representative here of this project, um, I can only say that um, Mr. Patel uh, desires to have this color scheme. Uh, I don't know if this is the same color scheme as Chico because I haven't seen the one in Chico, but it's, it's you know, at the, for the commission, if they want to discuss how how this how this color scheme is uh, spread out, but as I say, this this is the Hilton brand and how uh, Hilton <coughs> has looked at at this uh, architectural set of plans before it came to me. Okay. Any other questions? Oh, 
room to the public, uh, 623. Uh, you'll have uh, about uh, three minutes if you want to comment on any of these items. I just want to know what, what were the uh, uh, comments or what, what are the conditions approval say about landscaping and what were your uh, comments, uh, Commissioner Meyer? On the landscaping? Yeah. Um, I just had mentioned that, you, you know, if you think back when um, the Willowbrook was first built and they used a lot of redwoods and there's, there's redwoods utilized out in in the highway commercial district. Um, Black Bear has um, um, Starbucks, so on and so forth. And I would just like to see some consistency with conifers and evergreen type um, landscaping out there. Um, there was a lot of things on their landscape plan that I, I don't really know what they are, but I mean, so I, it was just a, a note, you know. I would like to continue. I think the redwoods are are really nice, and especially with a building this size, this height, that using some trees that would br bring it to the ground a little bit that have some height would be nice. You're welcome. There, there, I do have a, um, a condition that a final landscaping plan be submitted. I can... Um, uh, I'll let the uh, applicant know that the desire is to have um, this type of, of inclusion of, of more of these. Uh, I don't, I mean, in my understanding, redwoods always are better if they are in groves rather than used as perimeters. Um, they grow better and they produce better uh, results in groves. So whether or not redwoods would be uh, the type of tree to, to suggest for this or just some other uh, style of uh, conifers or evergreens that would, I believe what you're saying is to minimize the height of the building or, or keep in the same context with uh, height of the building. Is that what your uh, goal is? Just planting lots of like medium sized trees around a three story building. Um, landscaping basically is to build, to bring your structure to, to the ground. It's, it's to ground Lower everything the look. and make it all look nat natural. Softens the edges of the building, so on and so forth. So when you've got a tall building and you've got trees growing around it that are only going up maybe halfway, um, I, you know, it's kind of a, it's a visual. Hard to, <laughs> it grounds everything, brings everything together. I, I did speak with the architect uh, about the landscape plan, actually, because he, uh, when he um, submitted uh, the, land, the set of updated plans to me, there was not a landscape plan in it. So I asked him for one, or if I could, I was going to use the prior one, but then realized that the site plan all was not laid out correctly. So what he provided me was um, this, and he said, that may not be the final landscape. That was his comment. So I, I do, you know, understand that you have some concerns about that, and it's something that I can discuss, you know, with the architect slash the applicant and give him the comments that have been, you know, generated from this hearing. Right. Some of the trees that they've chose are really fairly messy. You know, I would want, if it were me, I would want 
vegetation around my hotel that stayed fairly clean and didn't, you know, drop berries and leaves and things like that. So I just think that's something to look at. <coughs> so, so is that is it to say that the uh, the landscape plan is part of the contract and part of the project? Correct. It's not a just sort of something that it's part. part it's of under the design permit review. Process. It's under design review. Yeah. Landscaping is under design review. And and the building permit as well, right? Yes. Uh, normally, when that uh, when a bit set of building plans, development plans are submitted, uh, the planner does look over the. Uh, landscape plans that's why it is under the general uh, conditions and in past practice what I really tried to do is to look up every one of the trees and or to see how tall are they are they for this region and are they going to be are they going to work for for our area because we we do have some very high heat here and uh, so yeah. that that is a discussion that I would like to have still with the, this applicant and slash or architect to not only convey the thoughts, but to make sure they aren't preparing a la landscape plan that's for some some out of the area. Like I said, I don't know what is at the Chico site, um, so I can't speak to what they have there at that <coughs> site and what it looks like. So I can and only rely upon somebody who has seen it. The city also has a master tree list. Yes, which is, which is actually what I could um, then just forward to him is say let's uh, let's discuss this tree selection based upon our master tree list and that um, maybe be able to give some more conversation as to selecting something that is better for the area. Yeah, and it's it's a, not a short list. It's pretty. It's long pretty long. Page, yeah, four it's, five pages. And it's it a, tells all about it. So if somebody wants to ask the city, they should have a copy. I'll make a note of that to uh, send to the architect and have that discussion with him. Um, so when uh, when a final landscape plan comes in, be, as I do recall him saying that this isn't a, a real final type of landscape plan. He has given me something to be able to put into this set of plans. And I said, well, there will be a condition for a final landscape plan. And he just said, okay. That was about the end of our discussion about that. Anything else? <coughs> um, we need a motion. Oh, we want to close the public hearing. Close this uh, 6.9. Karen, is there any? Um, I really hate to close the door on the colors. Maybe not changing them, but how they're applied. Is there anything where we can kind of keep that door open? Uh, <laughs> The condition? Yeah, just to have that conversation with the architect and see if they can work with the, the one colors or whatever, um, what's in your mind is like vision color scheme. Mm -hmm. Maybe you could put that in there. What's the pleasure of the commission when it comes to that? Let's probably take that idea. Well, I listened to the, you know, the idea of just, you know, making sure it fits to the community. Um, and it's surrounding, uh, I guess, buildings. I know there's upgrades, you know, around that humble area. So making sure that, that just it does follow some of the like the city uh, kind of look. Your your um, uh, com uh, commissioner Myers, 
I know you, uh, you know, did talk uh, about being able to have a, a softer, uh, more warmer look uh, in the building is what uh, I think were some of your, your statements. So, well, in in in, be, in being able to relay, you know, that to the to the applicant so that I can be sure that I'm incorporating your your statements yeah, in, in a not a negative way, but in, uh, a, yeah, in a positive exactly, way that's going exactly. to um, give them some latitude. Just I I just I saw when I went when I went online to Hampton and in images, um, I saw different things, you know, I saw, and we don't know yet either about the windows, but it seemed that the, the Hampton Inns that had the bronze windows with a little bit warmer tones or use of some of the darker tones seemed to be more welcoming than the Hampton Inns that were, were very gray, which I think are not a part, and you know, and I don't want to make a big issue about that either, um, our color code, if I remember correctly, gray was not an earth tone, and our color codes call for earth tones. In our, um, in our uh, design review chapter, it does talk about earth tones are considered to be various shades of reddish brown, brown, tan, ochre, uh, Umber, gold, sand, and green. The following are ordinarily not so considered. Uh, blue, canary, can, uh, canary yellow, red, orange, violet, magenta, bright green, silver, gray, or metallic. Their uh, windows um, discuss bronze tone or other glare reducing or color harmonizing finishes may be required on glass surfaces. So um, your, your, I think if I'm hearing you right, maybe your statements are that uh, that the colors next to the bronze toned windows should be more of a warmer, not a gray color? Is no, it's not so much about the colors right next to the bronze toned windows. It's, it's, the colors are all so light, except for one. One is very gray, one has a yellow tint to it, one has a green tint to it. Um, Do you have a Hampton Inn that in the city that you have a idea of what you would like for it to look like that's Weatherford right there. So maybe providing a, a city, similar a city a where a there's a city or a similar look. Just go to Hampton and hotels. Yeah. Actually, it was the the second. I sent you an image of the Chico one and the, and right, the and one I, that I, I didn't I really print liked. those out. I apologize. I didn't print those out. So which one did you send her? Yeah, there's a city that has a Hampton Inn that is similar to uh, what her idea of the, the, the warm. The bronze windows, putting the darker tones next to, the, the metal siding that looks like wood is very orange. And so when you put gray next to that, it just makes it even brighter versus putting the, their darkest color that they have of their color palette next to it. Um, next to the to the window. Next, next, next to, to the, the to the to the to the, the stone wood or to the, the wood the metal wood. <laughs> Which like you were just having a conversation with the possibility to take 
uh, another color scheme design from a certain city that she might have sent you uh, and have that design instead of the current? Um, I, I think just, I, I, I have an idea that there are communities that have very precise design guidelines and when Hampton Inn or an applicant wants to come in and build a Hampton Inn, they, they abide very strictly by their guidelines. This is Willows. We don't want to push this applicant away, so we want to be very, you know, we, we want to be very approving of what they're asking. Um, like I said, even just finding out if there are, just asking the question, are there other color palettes, first of all? And if there aren't, can we maybe use the colors differently on the building than, the, than, than they are? Well, uh, as I hate to reiterate, there, with, with no one here to say yes or no on what they could do, um, your options tonight would be to either approve it as approved, uh, as submitted, or continue it until after discussion that I would have with the applicant. Which doesn't hold its paint colors. That happens in the end, right? Well, so it doesn't hold well, up the process. I mean, this is design review, and the design review is um, the look of the building. So, I mean, that is the, the gist of the design review is to take into account what has been proposed for not only the site, the parking, the landscaping, the, the fencing, uh, the building and such, but also um, the color of the building, because uh, that is part of what the design review is all about. You have a new building, and they're proposing these types of materials and this color uh, of those materials in in the context of uh, the layouts that they provided. So I, I, I guess it's it's really you are uh, having to decide whether or not. You know, if I if I have a condition in there, that, you know that could be that uh, you know. I mean, but but to say that staff could discuss this with the architect to come to an agreement, and the applicant doesn't agree to that, but we have an approved project, then that condition means nothing, because then the applicant is not agreeing to it. So uh, as I say, it's, it's either one of two choices. Uh, as I, I tried to get some comments out of the applicant to see if he could address the comments that were made. And the only comment that was made is that um, this is a, um, uh, it's a color scheme that's for a Hilton brand and it's not uh, my, my choice. So I do know that this went to, uh, to Hilton before it came to the city for, for this meeting. So it's up to the pleasure of the commission on how you want to deal with what's been proposed here. Um, other than, you know, I can have some discussion with them about that, but if the discussions is what I've submitted is what I'm going to build, and um, that's it. And uh, if, if you don't like it, I'll take it to another city, um, or um, we'll approve with what we've got here. So. It's that's really what's before for you to uh, to decide. Mm -hmm. We definitely want them to build, but if you want to have the discussion, I mean, I'm okay with them building it. But if it, the color scheme 
you know, it's, it's important as well, so. Well, um, I think that has to be the decision of all of the four, yeah. four commissioners sitting here then. So we're gonna have to. As to how um, they want to deal with this and how they want to uh, proceed with either uh, approving this and or um, continuing it. All right, who wants to move forward? We can have some discussion about it so that we can see how we want to move forward with this. <laughs> okay. Um, Vice Chair Bird? I think I am for moving forward too, just because I would hate to lose them if for some reason they didn't like this all. Yeah. Okay, well, to me that's three to one. And um, we, you know, I just, I just want to make sure that, you know, the commission is the one that makes this determination. Uh, I've had some discussion, but I do know that the applicant and the architect did send this to Hilton first. I do have an email that said this, that it went to Hilton first before it swung back to the city. Uh, I still can have the discussion with them, let them know that they're, this were the thoughts. Um, he does have your, e your email, uh, which was forwarded to him, which had the concerns in there, and um, could possibly still be a discussion, but from what I'm hearing, we have um, three to one as far as commissioners say to move forward as is presented. Yeah. You want to get just is that good enough? You want the actual reading? Oh yes, no, we need the reading of the, pre of the resolution right. and do the so first and the second. And, you know, I'll make a motion. Can we get a second? Do I read, read that? Yeah, make the resolution. No. I move to approve a resolution of the Planning Commission of the City of Willows granting design review approval, file number DR22-02 to Suresh Patel for construction of a new three-story, 94-room, 53,863-square-foot Hampton Inn Hotel and site improvements and use permit approval File number UP-23-03 for additional building height for the property located at assessor's parcel number 001-032-025 and 001-032-026, located in the Highway Commercial Zone District. Okay, now can I get a second? I second that. Okay, all those motions of passing the resolution presented, say aye. Aye. Uh, opposed? Opposed. Abstain. Uh, resolution passes. Okay. All right. All right. B. Please <coughs> file number RZ2301, general plan amendment, file number GPA2301, request to rezone and change land use designation on five parcels. I believe uh, Commissioner Myers had. Uh... Oh. We're on that one? Yes. <laughs> I'm trying to refuse myself. <laughs> okay, um, commissioners, the second item on the agenda is a rezone and a general plan amendment. Uh, this is a project that uh, all zoning changes do require city approval um, via the Planning Commission, and then this would be a recommendation to the City Council thereafter for uh, their final approval when it comes to rezone the general plan. Amendment. 
the, the applicant, um, Joshua Owens, uh, on behalf of Northern Valley Indian Health, uh, did file a rezone and general plan amendment. He is in the audience here this evening and will be available to speak or answer any questions. His uh, request on behalf of Northern Valley Indian Health is to amend the zoning and general plan land use designation on five reference parcels. 002-152-001-002-152-002-002-152-003-002-152-003-002-152-001-002. These um, uh, five parcels are currently zoned RP, which is Multiple Residence Professional Office District, and the land use <coughs> designation for this currently, these five parcels is office and professional. These uh, parcels are located within uh, between Walnut Street on the north, Willow Street on the uh, Willow Street, I'm sorry, Walnut Street in the south, Willow Street on the north, Shasta Street to the west, and there's an alley on the east. There, uh, three of these parcels uh, were being used for residential uses, and two of the parcels are vacant parcels. One of these uh, three that were used for residential use had a structure on it, but that has since been burnt down uh, with the other two structures remaining. Uh, the request is to rezone these five lots to CC, which is Central Commercial Zone, which would require the amendment of the city zoning map. And then the second request is to amend the land use designation on those five lots from the office and professional to general commercial. And additionally, this would also result in the land use map being modified. The rezoning uh, and the general plan amendment request is um, because they have an administrative office building and a clinic that's located west of the alley. And their desire in the future is to merge uh, these five lots with those other two lots uh, in order to develop uh, one large lot. This can be done uh, through uh, the merger process and incorporating um, the alley as an easement. So that um, has been uh, determined. And the intent is to, in the future, to develop a behavioral clinic building on the southern parcels uh, along Walnut and develop an employee parking lot, um, employee parking lot on the northern parcels. And since the development of the two-story office uh, administration building that was uh, taken, undertaken in 2018 on the one lot uh, on the west side, or the east side of the alley, use of the existing off-site parking spaces surrounding the office building for employees ha has caused a lack of parking for other users of the downtown area. And um, the intent by Northern Valley Indian Health is to create their own parking lot for the employees and that will help alleviate the, the crowded off-street parking conditions and provide Northern Valley Indian Health with the necessary parking for their staff. Um, the future behavioral clinic that I mentioned will provide ADA parking on that site. This um, project was noticed as a public hearing in the local newspaper and property owners within 300 feet of the subject site were noticed as well. And um, I just, uh, I didn't have any, uh, I did have a public comment uh, question. I did have someone come in from the public after this was posted and just inquire um, about what was any future uses. And I gave them the information that I just presented to you that there was intentions of a behavioral clinic and um, parking lot. So um, there was one member of the public that did come in um, to the counter and ask about that. So, um, but at the time of, of uh, preparing this report and sending it out, there was no written comments. 
So, um, also this environmental review uh, has been determined that is uh, exempt from CEQA review and qualifies as a categorical exemption pursuant to 15061. So, uh, there is a draft resolution, uh, some conditions, uh, also is a pre-rezone and a post-rezone map that is attached to your application or to your staff report here and additionally then the aerial of the parcel of the surrounding area so that um, you can see the proximity of where this, uh, all these parcels are at. As I say, they're just located uh, between Shasta and the alley in between Walnut and Willow. So with that, um, if staff has, or if the um, commission has any questions of me, I'd be more than happy to answer them. Otherwise, it may, can open it up for a public hearing and also Mr. Owens can speak on behalf of Northern Valley Indian Health. I think uh, the only question I had, I remember, was that parking structure, when it, if it was to be built, if it was going to be accessible to the community for like Saturday event downtown, um, I think that was one of the questions that was brought up to attention before, or was it going to be gated? Um, well, I, that would be something that maybe Mr. Owens can uh, address when that's a question open up to the public. I'd have to ask the board. I don't believe it'd be an issue. I don't foresee it being an issue, though. Maybe, maybe open the public hearing up, and he can speak on that behalf. And then also, um, I um, wasn't sure, but maybe you can address whether or not there's going to be it's going to be a structure or if it's just going to be flat, flat yeah. work and flat. I, I wasn't know okay. if that's been brought up, so maybe you can address that once the. All right. So we can open up at six forty eight for public. Uh, Hearing here, comments? So. so maybe you can speak on behalf of that, um, Josh. So as of right now, we don't have a parking structure being built there. Uh, we don't know what we're gonna be building in the future there. So if we can, so we like to just give what we, we like to, we, as of right now, we like to bear, uh, build bare minimum for future planning. We just don't know if we're gonna get bigger or smaller or we are just baby steps toward mm -hmm. anything. So as of right now, we're not building the structure, it's just a flat parking lot. Anything else as far as um, if you talk about ownership or something you want to discuss it? Uh, excuse me? The ownership? You said something about ownership and that you were, you're acquiring these? And oh, uh, we acquired uh, the property next, uh, uh, I had the map, I didn't, sorry, it's hard to explain it in the map. So the, the vacant lot uh, on your map 003, we actually uh, in the per uh, process of uh, purchasing two more in escrow right now as well. Uh, I don't know if that falls under five that we have. It does. But we don't have the title in hand as of right now, but um, we'll be closing on the 19th. Is that what, is that what you're Yes, it, uh, at, there was a, at first there was, weren't that many lots, but then uh, was notified that there may be the possibility of obtaining that lot, so we wanted to include that in, and so we held off bringing it to the yes. commission until that was more of a solid deal, and it looks like it's going in that profession, but or, or, or that process, but um, hasn't been uh, secured under their ownership just yet, but is in the works of that. So that'll all have to be as part of uh, when it comes to a merger and stuff. They'll have all those doc all that documentation too. Yes, currently everyone's moved out of the house uh, that we know of that we've been told, but it's 
you know, that's that's the house that everyone knows more about. So we just keep an eye on it, make sure it's secure, and when we do obtain it, we'll make sure we get the proper security there, like we did the house before that. Uh, make sure we have on the clock watching, make sure no one's inside there, and uh, make sure it's safe and secure that no one enters. And I'll be in charge of that if I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you're on As um, Ms. Kessler, as part of uh, the project, when it gets to not only probably the, the use permit and design review stage, um, our requirement here also in our code is that lighting has to be downcast, and there cannot be light projecting onto properties and or the street. It has to stay on the property. So, uh, a photometric plan is required and reviewed by the city engineer. Uh, to in order to uh, comply with that requirement so there will be uh, additional hearings which will be a use permit design review but in in conditions that I normally uh, insert into developments like these I believe it maybe is also on um, uh, the previous one the uh, Hampton Inn was lighting a light photometrics uh, plan has to be submitted and it cannot shoot the glare of lighting on to off to other properties it has to stay on the site so that's looked at uh, very very heavily um, because it, the numbers can't be high right as they get to the property line yeah it's already happened yeah it, are they new or? no the, the building right now has got lights that shine right in the existing there. building all yeah. their yeah. back all their backyards yeah. are Well, maybe that's something that Josh can You've never introduced yourself? I've lived there four years. I have no idea who you are. So yeah, I've been, been here. Excuse me. I yes. Well, I think that this may be a, um, an existing issue as a result of the building, the new building, the, maybe the two-story building. So I, in hearing this, I guess I would suggest that um, Mr. Owens be the one to contact individuals here to uh, remedy that situation. So you can stand up and, okay. and, and give We live lane. directly next door to Lot 3. You, so this affects us very, very much. Uh, Kevin Edwards. Okay. So we have no idea what they're going to put in right now. As of now, it could be anything, any height, any type of building whatsoever. It's just, so if they were to put a parking lot in, does it have to be rezoned to be a parking lot? Would that, is it, is the current 
the way it's zoned now, would it work for parking? No. No, I not at all. No. Okay. RP doesn't, uh, Central Commercial allows for uh, parking, public or private parking lots. Um, so that is the, one of the things that, um, Yes, under the CC zone, that's why a use permit would be required right. because a parking, public and private parking lots are are require are allowed under that under that zone. In the RP zone, there um, there are no uses listed for that type of use. So, in 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 the proposal that is before uh, that is going to be before actually is before this right now it's really just a lot line of, uh, or a, um, a rezone I'm sorry rezone a general plan the at the time that it's going to go to a use permit hearing right. um, what is going to be there and what is going to be final they'll have to have that information More specific information yes yeah I mean my my concern is you know right now we don't on Shasta Street we don't have any large buildings. You know, sure. it's just houses. Sure, you know? it's, houses. And it's going to change the street a lot if they put in a giant building there. You know, compared to being on Butte Street. You know, it's it that would have a huge effect. I mean, if it's another tall building with reflective glass and you know, and overlooking our property. Our backyard. Yeah, no, I mean, no, I know it's well, I that. That would be my concern that. in the future. Is it just who knows what it could be? You know, but. I, that's another, obviously another. It, it appears that there may be some existing conditions that can be right. discussed with Northern Valley Indian Health now to alleviate concerns for light, current lighting on a current building. And then when it comes to this parking lot, as Mr. Owens said, that they're not, uh, at the, this time they're looking at having it just be a flat parking lot right. and there might be light standards on it for the safety right. reasons. I understand or that. That, yeah. So uh, I guess at, I would only, I would suggest that you, you know, definitely be in contact and, and be um, uh, discussing the existing lighting with uh, Northern Valley Indian Health. So Josh, you may have something that you want to say on this behalf. Uh, yes, please. Joshua Williams. Um, yeah, if I knew about the parking, the parking issues, uh, that's why we have a parking lot. So we're building parking lots. We're, we're right now we're instructing our employees not to park on the streets. That's why we rented half of a true value uh, parking lot to ensure we have parking spot, adequate parking spots for our employees and whatnot. We can't control who comes to our clinic and where they park. Unfortunately, if I could, I would. And for the lighting issues, if if, it, if I was if I known about it, I can I can take care of it. I've only been with Northern Valley just uh, just over a year, but Doris has a pretty good reputation of uh, no sue I am. She asked me something, I try to get it done for her. Like we're all about the community and helping out the community. We're not trying to trying to strong arm or you know push or one make everyone comfortable with, with us being here too. So that helps answer your question. So um, yeah, and if like uh, just to give him peace of mind too. If you're just currently flat, how many parking lots do you think you'd fit on a flat land in comparison to your employee numbers right now? So if like you go, if you have a hundred employees, can you fit a hundred parking spots in a flat land? You know, so that's kind of I think where his thought process is. If you're going to grow more, um, you know, you may have to build another layer. Um, so just having that conversation. Mm -hmm. yeah. Sounds like it. I I did discuss it with yes. Mr. Owens about. And we've discussed the size of parking and according to our parking codes. So 
they're going to have to lay out a plan that's going to comply with the parking code and provide um, the width and, and the length and such so that those, but so laying that out with, by an architect will then determine how many we have, there's not a guess right now of how many, yeah. just on a flat level surface, how many pummy parking. Just looking at the compact um, version, I mean, my SUV fits in a compact and it's pretty big, but you know, just uh, that thought process of how many parking spots sure. are you have. And they're allowed that as I, by the code, as I yeah. said, if you're over three or four, you're allowed to have one third of your parking as, yeah. as uh, compact. So I'm sure they'll take advantage of that as well. Uh, in a long time ago when uh, that parking exemption went into place, which was around 2007, 2008, um, did a, the building official did a, a study and we, to see how many actual parking places were there. And the majority of the time they were empty. Um, since the, there has been more, more uh, development and more businesses in the downtown area, and then with the inclusion of a Northern Valley Indian Health putting those, that uh, building up, the administration building, it, it's just blossomed. I mean, Ace Hardware came in, granted they have a large parking lot, but there are a number of uses, thankfully, that are coming to the downtown area, which are re uh, getting uh, more, more people to come to the downtown area, you know, a couple of restaurants and and shops that are down there so I and just as Red 88 discussed too they're coming into the downtown area and they have a small parking lot in the back that's existing there but they also are held and allowed under the central commercial zoning district to not have to provide the required amount of parking because at the time that this exemption went into place around 2008 it was determined that should it be that the time where all of a sudden we don't have any parking at all as a result of not making new businesses put in parking, then we're going to scale it back. But the scale back may only be that if there is vacant land and you build on vacant land, then you have to put in the required number of parking. But existing buildings that are there, they can't meet the parking if they have a use that now the use requires only three or four parking, but all of a sudden a new use comes in and according to the code, it requires more parking. You can't fit something into what is not there, like a square into a, a round around into a square. So I believe that when we, that this parking exemption for just the central commercial district, the downtown district will be scaled back, it will scale back to the, and state that existing buildings do not have to comply with the current parking code, but any new development on vacant land will have to comply. So then that will be satisfied, that use will then be satisfied on their new development land. So, Lori Pride, my only comment, it's currently zoned residential professional, correct? And correct, RP. Central. The comment Mr. Edwards made of building a two-story building, under the RP zoning, you could build an office building on any of those parcels anyway. So, that, you, I mean, that could always happen. If you add another building, is there going to be additional parking required in order to get back to square one? Also, the thing is if they yeah. didn't rezone it, they could still build an office building. Yes, but not, not a parking lot. lot. Not the part. The parking lot has to be in the different central. Zone. So you couldn't really build what you wanted then, technically, because you wouldn't have a parking lot. Well, <laughs> uh, currently, as our, as our as I said, as our, as our code, right. parking code allows for is exemptions, and that it's across the board okay. exemptions. In all reality, when I believe this was the number um, when they built when Northern Valley Indian Health built that two-story building, would they have had required and the code would not have an exemption, I believe there was something like almost 80 or 90 parking spaces that would have been required. So therein lies, you know, why we've got the issue right now. 
Um, granted, a two-lot parking lot is not going to take away and alleviate everything. But in this respect, I believe they're trying to alleviate some of it. Uh, but the, as uh, Ms. Pride said, that they're in this district, they are allowed to have uh, some, uh, some types of different uh, buildings. And the building height can go up to 30 feet. 32. So you can go, uh, and then you actually can go up to 50 feet with an approved use permit right now in the RP zoning. So the zoning, uh, as it stands right now, would allow for that and to go up to that height. So I, I believe that the concept and the idea and the, and the uh, project before you is to do some things to the area that will better the area. But in with development, I think in a small town, you also have neighbors that you need to uh, address and listen to their concerns. So I'm in my dealings with Northern Valley Indian Health and with Josh, I've seen you know very amenable and caring individuals. So I think that that would still be the case um, if you all get together and, and uh, address um, address these with uh, Mr. Owen. Any other public comments? Now we're going to close at 704. Um, uh, do get together and kind of you know have that conversation so that. Um, they can, he can hear your concerns, um, and hopefully um, everybody is happy with that. Okay. I'm going to need a uh, motion to approve or not approve. I move to approve our resolution of the Planning Commission of the City of Helena's recommending a request to rezone five parcels from RP multiple resident professional office district to CC, Central Commercial Zone, and the change general plan land use designation from office and professional to general commercial designation be forwarded. Am I reading the wrong Yes, that's right. Uh, okay. Forward to the city council for approval for property located at assessor's parcel number 002-152-001. And 002-152-002, and 002-152-003, and 002-152-007, and 002-152-012. Can I get a second on that? I'll second it. Okay, all those in favor of approving the resolution, say aye. Aye. Opposed? Abstain. All right. Let uh, me go get uh, yes. Commissioner Myers. You have a card or anything you can maybe uh, stand uh, up to some of these people? <laughs> I do have problems. I don't know if I have a card or not. Or maybe just shut down the yeah. number. I'll let that up to you. Uh,
file number LLA 2301, re readjustment of two parcels. Yes, uh, thank you, Chair and Commissioners. Um, this evening, we have a lot line adjustment, which uh, according to Chapter 17.55.240 requires lot line adjustments shall be heard by the Commission and may be conditionally approved or disapproved its application. Um, just FYI, the city is also going to be going through a uh, code, Willis Municipal Code update and probably going to change this. I've looked at some other jurisdictions and they don't require that lot line adjustments go to the Planning Commission. They are just done um, basically by the engineer reviews it and, and get the thing conditions and stuff so it's an administrative thing. So uh, this it, right now our code does require that they all go to the Planning Commission. So just wanted to throw that out there in looking at this uh, project. Um, the applicant, Mr. Uh, Michael Hall, is the owner of its two separate uh, adjoining parcels and he desires to uh, adjust the property lines of these two parcels and so has submitted a lot line adjustment uh, to do so. Uh, both parcels are located in the R1, which is the single family residential zoning district and within the low density land use designation uh, per the land use map. The Subdivision Map Act, though, requires a uh, lot line adjustment must comply with the zoning ordinance. Um, and so the, that zoning ordinance is under the R1 code, section 18.30, and the other regulations have to do with the minimum lot size shall be 6,000 square feet for interior lots and 7,500 for, for corner lots, and the minimum width of a lot is 60 feet. So the city engineer has uh, reviewed uh, the documentation that was submitted and the, the lot line uh, map that is in your uh, packet here uh, does show a 60-foot wide lot with a 6,000 square foot um, area. So those uh, do conform there. Parcel number, uh, which is the 014, which is the one that uh, borders South uh, Plumas and Birch Street on that corner, uh, that will actually be a 9,000 square foot lot, which is uh, more than complies with the 7,500 square feet. Um, that has an existing non-conforming duplex located on it, and that was constructed in around 1952, according to the assessor's records. Um, this duplex has two addresses, 504 and 510, and those are off of the South Plumas Street and not on the Birch Street side. And they, as I say, they are in the R1 zoning district. The second parcel to the west, uh, which is the dash 015 address, is addressed at 330 Birch Street. Um, that has a single-family residential unit on it, and that was construction in 1951. So both of, these both of these buildings were constructed a long time ago. However, they are in good condition. Um, they definitely can tell that they've been maintained and have, um, you know, some life left to them. So with that, as I say, um, the non-conforming aspect is only on the duplex because in R1 zones, duplex would not be normally allowed. And um, the project uh, has been reviewed according to the CEQA guidelines. Uh, staff has determined that this project is exempt from a CEQA review and does qualify as a categorical exemption under 15305, minor alterations to land use limitations. This uh, notice of the, the lot line adjustment in the public hearing was published in the newspaper uh, 10 days prior. There has um, also been notices that sent out the 300 uh, feet property line and uh, there have been uh, no comments um, that I, written comments or public comments that I have been, I have received. So this is at this point um, as it stands in the report here. And attached to the staff report is a draft resolution which does um, 
allow for uh, from the planning commission approval of this lot line adjustment and then additionally the lot line plan map and then uh, the assessor's parcel map as the project or as the property sits now on uh, the two uh, the two lots at the corner of Birch and South Plymouth. So with that, if uh, the commission has any questions of me, I'd be more than happy to answer them. There, there will be a time in just a okay. minute yeah, when the commission then we can, we can have a public hearing allowance. I do. Um, so we're on Plymouth Street again. Huh? <laughs> so the duplex property now, um, the Plymouth Street side is going to be 100 feet, yes. correct? And the Birch Street side is going to be 90 feet. Now that does that put the... the the actual front of that property, the Birch Street? If there were any, if, if there was an application or a desire to do anything, this, this, the zoning code would look at the narrowest side as the front. So taking into account, as it stands right now, they're all, it's non-conforming, but should uh, a property owner in the future want to do something, the setbacks for the R1 district would be held. Is there anything that we can do at the same time that we're doing this that fixes that for them? Such as uh, fixes that what? That fixes that, that according to our code, the Birch Street is their front yard and Plymouth Street is their side yard. Is there anything that, what I'm asking is anything can be done at the same time that this is being done that that fixes that for them, that makes their front yard Plymouth Street and their side yard Birch Street? Uh, not at this time. Again, uh, with the Willows Municipal Code update, uh, I have had this discussion with the building official and this is probably something that's gonna be reviewed and changed, but currently as it stands, it, it is held to what it's held to okay. according to the code. And if you see um, item or condition number four, that said the resulting lots from the lot line adjustments shall conform to city zoning code and current adopted building code and ordinances. Such at the time if there are there is a change in our code, then it doesn't say today's today's date, it says current. So it's always if something changes in the future and it changes in your favor, then that favor is in will be granted to you. As it stands right now, as the code reads, the front front side of the yard is the narrowest side of the lot and setbacks and regulations in that district are held to that narrow side of the lot so at this point right now i know of i don't know of any proposed changes so if they stay as they are and they're sitting where they are then those will be uh, as they are non-conforming if there is a proposal to do something then that will be reviewed by the building department at the time um, any type of development uh, plans are submitted. I just didn't know if there was something that could be done that would deal with their front yard so that they would be fixed. I, I understand because I know we recently, the commission took up that, that issue and because it's a corner lot as well, all of this plays into that verbiage that's in the yard definition of our code and that is stands as it is. So I, uh, I can only say that this is something that's going to be visited at the time the Willows Municipal Code update is taken into account. Thank you. Yes. So as far as you know, nothing is going to 
We'll, we'll open the public hearing and then you can speak. That's okay. Yes. Okay. We'll make sure we get all the all comments. That's okay. No, it's quite all right. I just have one question. Sure. <coughs> looking at it, because you're going to bring that, it looks like the line closer to the carport. Is there going to be enough space between the carport and the new line? That was a line away question. As a person who has their neighbors on their property line, it's a little bit of concern sometimes. Just was curious. Well, I, I do know that. Uh, our city engineer had discussion with uh, the surveyor, and um, I don't know what the the gist or the full yeah. breadth of what the discussion was. I only know that um, it was a request by the city engineer that I include item number uh, condition number four, and yeah, it no, could have been as a result of that. Um, uh, but if there is thoughts of any changes going on in the future that would have to be taken up with uh, the building department side of things. Um, it could be that there would be, uh, I've heard this, and I don't know if this is applicable to this, uh, it could be, but there, uh, maybe there's gonna be a firewall required because uh, of the setback. And setbacks are required because of buildings. Granted, there is no building right on the other side of the new line, but that's not to say that somebody wants to build a building on the other side there. Our setback in that district is six feet, so this is now going to put it at a three feet. But that has all been taken into account, looking at it as a non-conforming use at this moment. It's been a use that's been in effect and has not ceased to use. Therefore, it allows it's allowed to continue that use, allowed to continue that the the lot line adjustment size of the non-conforming lot now conforms to the R1 district, the 60 feet and the 6,000 square feet. That's all been taken into context when the city engineer did review that we had discussions about that. So I, I, I can appreciate and I had that same concern or that same thought myself and he has, um, he being the city engineer has uh, informed me that he has had that discussion with the surveyor um, for the property owner. So um, too much time with you. I know, I know. You, you, you look at plans too, uh, Maria, and we have too, so those kind of things stand out and they yeah. did for me as well. But um, the only item before me this evening is that it's a lot line adjustment and those lot line adjustments uh, do get reviewed and they do have to have calculations and the city engineer is the one that looks at all of that. I only look at, I, I move the paperwork around in this respect and the city engineer and or their surveyors in-house look at the documents. So. I know it's not the answer that you wanted, but it, that, oh, no. that is the answer that uh, <laughs> that I w that I was given when uh, when I asked kind of the same question. Okay, yeah. no. open up to the public at seven seventeen. Yes, um, my property borders on the south. Could we st uh, stand up, please? Um, yes, maybe and uh, give your name. It'd be nice. Yes, but Teresa Falcons. Teresa. And, yes, and my property borders on the south. Um, and it says that mine is 300 feet. So what does that, how does that affect my property if he adjusts the lot line? That's my question. You're, you're south of which lot? The, the bigger lot or the smaller lot? Well, the, the two duplexes. The duplex. Are right on one side. It, and the, I would say it's the duplexes, the small houses behind. It doesn't affect your lot because it's only affecting this lot. Okay, so it makes no difference to no, me. No, your, your line is not touched even though they're 
there, if there's a fence that would go up in the future, I'm, I'm just throwing yeah, something yeah. out, then you would see a fence closer to the duplex side than you would and towards the single family okay. outside. Okay. But as far it. as anybody else's property lines, they are not affected by the lot line adjustment. It's only for these two parcels. Okay. That answers my question. Hopefully, maybe you learned a little bit about uh, the process because it is a little foreign if you don't do this and you I do not do it. Don't don't understand you know what right. are their processes and, and, and requirements. So, right. but when we talk about lot line adjustments, we're only talking about the parcels that are in question and before the commission. And we affect. we don't change anybody else's anybody else's lot lines. That's, except that's right. these parcels here so she probably could have called you definitely could have you could have called I'm not uh, here all the time so um, well it's nice to see you thank I, you for coming I, we don't always get visitors I, I, I'm, I mean I'm not that state for a while so uh, I wanted to kind of make sure that it's not an issue. So you wanted to make sure that it doesn't affect your property lines and, and I can assure you that it does not. And that's good news. Okay, all right. <laughs> Score then. Thank you. And I, there's a lady in the front that had a question. Maybe you could stand yes. up and, and give me your name and we could Pamela talk. Shook. Pamela, okay. I'm on the property on Plumas Street. And so I'm wondering if this affects my property too. Your south? Or what, what, what location from these lots are you, Pamela? Because Mrs. Um, Falcon said that she was adjacent, right? Adjacent south to this property. Are you adjacent to the south of her property? The Plumas and Birch. So Plumas and it said it was uh, 300 feet. On what side of the street? Are you on the west side of this? Or yes. the north side? West side? Yes. It does not affect yours at all. Not at this all. This only affects these two lots um, that were referenced in this in this uh, lot line adjustment though dash 14 the dash 15 lot okay. anybody else the only reason that you got this notice um, uh, Pamela was because the code requires that we notify individuals within the 300 foot area of the corner of the lot so we go out 300 feet on both all the lots and we send out notices to all the individuals okay. and I have Documentation. I probably have your name on a document here that says that you got a uh, were sent a letter. So yeah. one thing it's nice to know those letters get out and they and they are reaching somebody <laughs> and, <laughs> and and that somebody's reading them. So uh, my efforts, you know, are, are definitely uh, being uh, taken okay. into account. Good. But um, more than, more than uh, just to assure you, there is nothing else that affects it other than these two locks. Thank you so much. Okay. Okay. That answered my question. <laughs> Any other public comments? Um, well, I guess I might as well weigh in on it. But, uh, yeah. So, so uh, Mike Hall and, and uh, Cheryl, they uh, they own the property there, and the line they they own the two parcels, and there's a line there now, and that line is just going to be shifted. Yeah. Within the two parcels there, so there's doesn't affect anybody else around in the neighborhood, but okay. it, of course, has to be. Well, that's that's good to know, because I was going to ask, was, there's like this shed right there where there's that split. Well, the shed. Yeah, we'll deal with that. The shed. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
Who knows, it might turn into a doghouse. Okay. <laughs> it be a doghouse. Yeah. So, um, the, uh, Maria, your question uh, about the, uh, the line being too close to the, uh, the carport. Yeah, like I said, I was in my house we lived right there, and the yeah. neighbors got sliding glass doors that you step out, and you're in my backyard. <laughs> I was who, who really wants that? So, and, and what the zoning code requires is that that lots be a certain amount of square footage. Right. So that's why we're we're actually doing something that doesn't it doesn't seem right in a lot of ways, but it satisfies the uh, the zoning ordinance. Complies and, with that. Yeah, it complies with it, and there's no way that Mr. Hall can sell this property without making that right mm -hmm. and so that's that's just one of the consequences of it all hopefully the the next the person that buys that property uh, buys that uh, um, carport issue can, can actually <laughs> can actually do something with it without having to tear it down you might see this sometime not, so. not, not touching it everything is fine it's, yeah. it's the minute you go touch it and when it's non-conforming especially. So right now, it conforms, the one lot now conforms to the code, which is good, so we brought that into conformance, and no one else is, everybody's backing away, no one's touching anything, but the minute you walk on that property and you start touching it, then we probably have something else to say, and that's the reason why the, the, the comments about current parking should, our current codes have to be adhered to. If those codes change in some respect and it affects your lines and such, then it's in your benefit, then that's a good thing for you. There, there, isn't, a, uh, there isn't a property line or a setback. The house, the duplex, the carport, none of those comply with any setbacks yes. on, these, on these two properties. They're, they're so far out of whack that yes. uh, Try to fix one, you'd screw up another. Yes, I agree. So, they were built in the, in the 50s. Yeah, if you try to change it, like you're saying, the address to the the front, uh, the duplex has a, a Plumas Street address. It's the wider uh, frontage, so it would seem that the Birch Street would be the better, well, would be in the current code, that that would be your uh, address. It doesn't make much sense. It's better that. The, uh, that the Plumas Street be the address because that's where the front doors face. And uh, so be it, um, the, none of, like I said, none of the other setbacks comply, including the lady's house that there, it's three feet from the property line. So, and so there's a, there a house in the neighborhood. Built, built before the, code, the codes that are in place now were in yeah. place. So. Yeah. And, so. and I'm just responding because you said something interesting. When selling real estate, I've never had it be a point of sale issue that you can't sell or buy a property if you're non-conforming. I mean, no. if, if a parcel size minimum lot size is 6,000 square feet, we have several that are smaller than that and they have sold and, and moved on. So I guess I'm asking for a clarification. Is this something new where the city is not allowing it's sales no. of non-conforming no. properties until no. they're brought? Okay, because that's... The problem with this one is there's only one legal description for both. Oh, so that was a whole different, so, yes. There was a reasoning behind it, yeah. yes. Yeah. yeah, there's a, yeah. 
So now they'll each have their own uh, uh, grantees, they'll have their own legal descriptions when all is said and done, and then they will all be able to have separateness. And that's partly a function because you both own, you own your well, personal experience. Well, my experience is well, it would be a lot of people. Cleaning, cleaning up is kind of a cleanup measure, yeah. too, yeah. as well. Which so, is yeah. good if you're standing. Yeah. 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 So, so, yeah. so that way you can sell two horses. Right. Versus trying to get somebody to buy yeah. both yeah. of them. Yeah, right? there's I would say I'd go buy them, too. But. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. You know what? We'll be speaking. <laughs> All right, anything uh, public uh, from public? If not, we're going to close it at 727. Okay, so we're moving on from last section here. We need approval. Uh, All right, right. Who's going to uh, make I'll, I'll make a motion. Move to approve the resolution of the Planning Commission of the City of Lowell's approving a lot line adjustment, file number LLA 23 01. For Michael Hall to adjust property lines on two parcels, assessor parcel numbers 002-271014 and 002-271015, located in the R1 zoning district. Do you have a second on that? I second. second. All right. Uh, all those in favor, say aye. Aye. Opposed, abstain, and we pass. Okay. Moving on to comments and reports. Okay. Commission reports. themselves and getting uh, some familiar uh, faces uh, with their business because they will be opening up maybe in you know month and a half month, mm -hmm. month and a half something like that we've talked about uh, their uh, desire to uh, they're going to put up some uh, signage so I'll be anticipating a sign permit but I think they also are going to be looking at painting the building which will be an under design review which that uh, will be you know forthcoming to the Commission as well <laughs> Um, just want to make you aware, um, the next meeting uh, uh, should be September 20th, however, I will be out of the office for a couple weeks in September, so uh, there will not be a September meeting, uh, a planning commission meeting, so just FYI on that, so, but um, anything that comes in, you know, we can uh, start preparing for whatever comes up, so, but uh, other than that, I don't know if commissioners have any questions or anything, I think... Uh, Got, uh, oh, I know uh, that Jack in the Box follow up on the bank uh, or clean up the area. I don't know if that's. I took pictures. Okay. I sent them to the project manager, and I noted that if you don't have anybody that can clean that up, then I could probably give you a couple names. I did find out that it was on uh, the list, but they removed it because they knew there was going to be development there pretty soon and they were also getting tight on funds, so they didn't want to go over the amount of funds to be able to clean up a lot that they knew was going to be developed on pretty soon. That was the word I got from about 
why it wasn't on the weed abatement uh, list. So, but um, I can say that um, the last round of improvement plans are getting approved. So uh, it's been about the fifth round of improvement plans or so, and uh, that has been approved. I know that we're in the, getting the final approval for their sign permit, uh, which had to go in um, for a, a building permit. So that is uh, a, about it getting approved as well. So it's, it's coming to a crescendo here. Um, I can feel it, you know. Um, but at this point right now, um, I think the good news is, because the building plans have already been approved, um, they'll have to uh, probably throw a little bit of money into it to get those, the actual permit, because those are only good, the approvals are good for a year. Nothing has changed on what they have approved on the building plans of um, the plan checker. They were, they can't issue, and one of the conditions was you can't issue a building permit unless they have the improvement plans as well. So the improvement plans was taking, 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 taking time. Now it got uh, to the stage where they are getting, they are getting approved and they're about to be signed and such. So those, that's a good thing on that. Lot merge is complete, so they can, that it was another condition before they could get any kind of building permit. So the lot, uh, um, so a letter has been sent to, which was probably about a month or a month and a half or so ago to Jack in the Box to give them the final checklist of things that they needed to do and present to the city so that they could start getting permits. So right. have, fe have, no, have faith that it will happen. Okay, All right. anything else? Now we're gonna adjourn this meeting at 7.32. Thank you very much.